Hey, Danielle. I know my friends love me and care for me, but they don't always show up for me in the way I think they should on my birthday or the way that I show up for them on theirs. And then I find myself feeling kind of resentful and questioning the friendship. I know that might sound petty, but it's true. I feel like real friends show up for you and come through for you. Anyway, maybe I'm looking too much into it, but I wanted to ask, what should I do when friends let you down on the most important day of your year? You're days away from your birthday when you begin to get that dreadful feeling. Sure, you're excited for your special day, but it's like you're anticipating disappointment. A few friends have asked about your plans, but you downplayed it this year, trying to avoid being let down in the same way that you were last year. You've had some years where you celebrated with friends and it really was a good time, but for the past two years, well, people didn't exactly show up the way that you thought they would, and you found yourself looking at those friendships differently afterwards. Birthdays can bring their own sense of anxiety and pressure, but they also prove to be very pivotal points in our female friendships. In fact, I recently cracked up at a video on social media that went viral showing two girls frantically putting on their makeup in an airport with the caption, when your flight leaves at five, but you got to make it in time for her birthday dinner at six before she cuts you off. I included a link in the show notes if you want to go watch it for yourself, but it's funny because for some women, this is absolutely true. But why is that? Well, on today's episode of the Friend Forward podcast, our last episode of the season, I'll share with you the role that birthdays play in our female friendships and how you can manage disappointment should you feel that things don't work out the way you wanted them to on your special day. Let's get into it. So there are a few reasons why birthdays feel like a tense time, especially within the context of female friendships. So I'm going to break some of those reasons down for you, at least as I see them. And then we'll close by talking about how you can minimize the disappointment that you sometimes feel on this day. And then, of course, at the end of the episode, you're going to get some homework, which will specifically walk you through how to show up better for friends on the birthday, right? So we can kind of close this gap between what we want and what we're getting. Okay, so here we go. The first reason it sometimes feels a little tense is because the birthday blues are a very real thing. Go ahead and look it up. But this refers to that amalgamation of feelings that you have in anticipation of this big day or on the big day. You know, that anxiety, that depression that some people fall into as you think about your mortality, you begin to reflect on where you are with your friendships, the things you accomplished, the things you have yet to accomplish. There's so much going on. There's so much weight in that, right? And for women especially, might I add, because there are certain societal pressures about where we should and shouldn't be at certain points in our lives. So I feel like we're especially susceptible to the anxiety that sometimes arises on this momentous day. I wonder if we are subconsciously looking for friends to give us a show of support to offset some of those feelings that we might be experiencing. So when it doesn't come, it almost compounds the disappointment or the sadness that we feel, right? Another reason why birthdays can be such a pivotal moment in our friendships is because the research continues to show that the number one thing that women look for in their same-sex friendships is emotional support, the number one trait, right? So birthdays are a day when we are most, in my opinion, most actively looking for tangible shows of support. Now, of course, you know, when we have 
a breakup and things like that, these unpredictable moments of disappointment in our lives, we're looking for our friends to have some show of support for us. But it's like clockwork that we know these birthdays are coming, same time, same day every year. And so the expectation that they're going to demonstrate, if any day during the year that they're going to give a tangible show of support, it's going to happen on this day. If it's the number one thing that we're looking for, then when people fall short, we begin to question the overall validity and authenticity of the friendship itself. We find ourselves asking questions like, oh, you know, I guess she's not as invested in this friendship as I am. Is she really down for me or is she just a hangout buddy? You know, does her lack of showing up reveal a lack of commitment? Do I want to even move forward with this friend in this new chapter of my life? There's like this audit that we tend to conduct on this day of our social network. Who's real, who's not, and who's worth our time and effort as we move forward into a new year. Another reason it can be tense on birthdays is because birthdays are what qualify as diagnostic moments. I recently learned about this from a psychologist, Dr. Marissa Franco, who is a friendship expert and author of the book Platonic. I'm always hyping that book up. In fact, somebody on TikTok recently said, okay, are you like on her PR team or something? I'm like, no, it's just that good. If you've worked with me as a client, we've sent you a copy of this book, right? When you register to work together, we send you a free copy. So diagnostic moments. As she explains them, there are these days which they're really high highs or really low lows where they're highly significant. And it's on these days when we're looking for support, where we're intensely celebrating an achievement, some kind of positive development in our lives, or we're looking to be buttressed by the love and support of the people in our network. These are diagnostic moments, really big, pivotal moments. There's an expectation that our friends will be there during the diagnostic moments. So whether we communicate this or not, this might be an expectation that we have on a grand day. We're making these evaluations of who showed up or not, who didn't show up, and using that inventory to dictate who really cares. Okay, so we'll have more on this concept as we have future episodes on diagnostic moments and the importance of showing up during these times for friends. But with birthdays kind of qualifying as one of these moments, that might be why there's an especially difficult time navigating difficult emotions on this day. The next reason is this. Relationships are a woman's primary resource. I don't know if you've noticed, but women with a lot of friends, we automatically assume that there's something about them that's very likable. We look at their vitality. We look at their access to other resources, right? Because of these relationships, she has access to other things that are going on because of how expansive her relationships are. Women without friends, we sometimes wonder, well, what's wrong, right? That she doesn't have friends. It's like this, this currency, right? So if on this day, we have few people who showed up or they don't show up in the way that we want, do we begin to question that? Do we begin to question what's wrong with us? Are we a woman without resources, a woman without relationships, which is, if we're honest, what some of us fear to be, a woman without this kind of resource certainly doesn't help that we can pull up social media and start to make these comparisons, right? We see other people being celebrated by a large circle and we begin to question, well, how loved am I? How connected am I? What's my currency looking like, right? That social currency. Social media sometimes doesn't help as the images we're seeing not only shape the expectations we even have of this big day, but can make us feel like we're falling short if it doesn't measure up to these highlight reels, right? We're seeing of people as they celebrate their birthdays. So they're inspiring 
our expectations and they're sometimes skewing our assessment of how we're doing in life, right? When we look at our friendship landscape, something to think about, right? And then the final reason I want to offer here might sound negative, but we keep it real here on the show. I'm just giving you all these reasons to help inform your decisions about how you want to start behaving when it comes to birthdays, right? And your friendships. The last reason I'm going to offer you is this for my observations of why these seem like really tense moments. It's because there's often misalignment in how we prioritize each other. And it feels like it's revealed during our birthdays. So for example, you've heard me mention this several times before. There's a research study, albeit small, okay, a small research study where they found that 50% of our friendships are reciprocal. That doesn't necessarily mean that half your friends don't like you and have to. That's not what they mean. But they mean reciprocity in terms of I might rank you as like my number one girl. But because of the way that your life, your social circle has been constructed over the course of your life, I'm your number three girl. It doesn't mean you love me any less or that I hold less value in your life or as a person, but that's just how it falls, right? If I see you as my number one and you see me as like your number three, it might be possible that on my birthday, if I expect that you of all people are going to do something grand to acknowledge this moment in my life, but you don't really hold our friendship in the same regard, you might think it's totally sufficient to show up by you know, sending me a text or a quirky little video and being like, happy birthday, girl. But I'm looking for more because you are more to me. This incongruence, this misalignment in our mutual prioritization is often exposed on this day and it can be disappointing. That goes the other way too, right? If some people who we maybe invite to a birthday party and they're not really close to us like that, we know they're not. And so they feel less committed to come because like, oh, we're, we're not really close, but you're trying to invite as many people as you can you know, so there's a lot going on here, but these are some of those reasons why we find that it's it's such a heavy day sometimes and a pivotal moment within these relationships themselves. So how do you minimize the disappointment you might feel during your birthday? A couple tips. First, I really need you to get clear and be honest with yourself about what expectations you have on your birthday and how those expectations have been shaped. What do you genuinely expect to happen on your birthday? How aligned is it with reality? Okay, and there's no part of me, by the way, that's saying like, girl, you need to bring your standards down. Okay, we're gonna get to this in tip number two. But how aligned is it with reality? So by that, I mean, do you expect somebody who you normally don't talk to to do something big for your birthday? And is that consistent with the evidence they've provided you over the course of your friendship history that that's something they would do? How grounded are your expectations in reality? Okay, that's the first thing to consider. The second way to minimize experiencing as much disappointment, you know, to the extent that we can control is, girl, you got to say what you want. You got to say what you mean. Many of us avoid doing that because we don't want to take the risk. There's risk involved, right? And announcing and saying very clearly out of your mouth what you want to happen. It's almost like, oh, gosh, I put it out there. And so now if it doesn't happen, it feels especially embarrassing. But you're going to have to make it plain. We often don't do that because we say, well, these are my friends. They should know. And I'm sorry, I've said this before, you're never going to reach a point in your friendship that transcends the need for communication. If you would like some of your girls to get together on a certain day and time, just to make you feel good and to be in the room with all the people you love at the same time, you're going to have to say that. If you want somebody else to coordinate it, you're going to have to say that. If you want to just go to a restaurant or go do something you know, totally different, like go to a pottery class altogether or have like a picnic in the backyard, you're going to have to say that. If you don't want anything at all, 
you're going to have to say that. Keep it real. Okay. Cause I, I've had many sessions with women who have said like, well, I'm not making a big deal about it, you know, but like, yeah, of course, of course, I expect you to acknowledge it. You're going to have to say that. I also want you to be flexible. Depending on how many people you're asking to come, depending on their individual schedules, depending on if they have small children or not that are really dependent on them to, you know, eat and walk and all those things, you're going to have to start adopting others' perspectives. Be flexible with your dates. Be flexible about what it looks like to celebrate you, right? Maybe your birthday is on a Tuesday, but it makes more sense for people to congregate on a Saturday. Just being flexible. I want you to recall the episode we recently had with Kara, the bridal coach, who's a bridal therapist. If you haven't listened to that, please go back. Even if you're not getting married, it's so good. But she made the point of, of why there's sometimes tension during a bridal season between a bride and her bridal party is because she has a very strict vision for herself and her big day. And she's working very hard to fit to these people into the vision that she pre-constructed. We often do that for our birthdays as well. If you have this vision, you cannot let go of what it will be like to celebrate your birthday. And you are hell-bent on making people fit into it. I need you to take a breath and to take a step back and ask yourself what's most important, okay? And two last things, I need you to weigh the evidence that you have from friendship history as you work to navigate complicated feelings about how friends did or did not show up. We just did an episode last week on emotional regulation, right? It's made of two components. Your cognitive appraisal, meaning how you frame a factual situation that just unfolded, and then your behavioral response, meaning what you do in response to that, right? If you have friends who didn't really show up in the way you thought, that's very disappointing. I need you to catch yourself. Do you go straight into like, oh, this always happens. This is why you can't trust people. And then you tell yourself, you know what? I'm not going to show up for them. They're not going to do it for me. I'm not going to do it for them. Okay. Do you go into getting really ticked off and now you're just responding with one word text? You know, so there's just so much to consider, but there are ways that we can minimize disappointment if things didn't pan out the way we expected. Some of it we can kind of prevent from the very beginning, and some of it requires us to have a certain response after we're disappointed with how they showed up, right? Just something to think about. But birthdays are such a pivotal time in our female friendships, and I'm hoping that outlining some of these reasons can help us have a little more perspective, right? For those of you who have friends who do show up in all the ways, they surprise you, they give you really thoughtful gifts that you can tell took a lot of forethought. I'm so happy for you. I really want that for all of us, right? Essentially, I want you to feel loved and cared for on your birthday, whatever that looks like for you. I want you to feel a sense of optimism for the year to come. I want you to feel a sense of gratitude for the year prior. Even if it was one filled with tragedy, you can extract somehow courageously moments that you're grateful for, lessons that you learned. This is my prayer for everyone on their birthday. And yeah, it would be great if spending time with friends is a part of that. Maybe for certain years, it's not a part of that. Maybe there's something you want to do solo. I know that I've had plenty of birthdays that were solo and I genuinely, honest to goodness, felt really good about it. Where before being married, I took my dog to the beach and I like journals and it just felt really cathartic and symbolic. And it was exactly what I wanted to do. Sometimes I take myself to Denny's, you know, to claim my free birthday breakfast. And I feel like, man, this was a win, (laughs) you know, but whatever you would like to do to celebrate your special day, if it involves being surrounded by the people you love, how can we make it plain? And how can we use this day? Yes, to conduct a friendship audit, if that's what we'd like to do, maybe to finally 
take action in a friendship we've been wanting to release for so long because it is negative and it is overwhelming. And we decide, you know what? I'm not going to go into this next year with the same burden on my heart. So you do what you got to do, but we've got to communicate. We've got to be active and we've got to manage our expectations. And finally, we've got to show up for the people we love. So how do we do that? Well, as your new official friendship coach, here's your homework. Listen closely. I want you to text your friends. Like when you think about your three to five tap people, okay? And I want you to ask them for their birthdays. Now, some of you are like, well, I already have it in my calendar. Good for you. Because you know what? I don't. (laughs) And a lot of us don't. I know if I didn't have Facebook, there's some, you know, acquaintances who I really do enjoy. I I wouldn't remember. So there's no shame. Text your friends, ask for the birthdays. And then the ones who have birthdays coming up, ask what they plan to do. Create reminders for yourself, especially if you're like me and sometimes you can get forgetful. Create reminders for yourself. Create reminders for future you. Don't get caught up in predicating your behavior and what they did for you. Well, she didn't show up for mine, so I'm not going to. We have to get to a place where we are loving generously and trusting that that love will be honored and returned in some way, if not directly reciprocal. Okay? Get creative. So on our social media, on Instagram, at friendforward, we have recently posted a list of ways you can celebrate your friend's birthday that don't require you to coordinate a 20-person fancy dinner, and they don't require you to shell out a bunch of money on an expensive gift. But we have to find a way to honor people on their birthdays, especially if it's a friend who that is something that she really values, is having a big birthday, whatever that looks like for her. If it's something a friend values, how can you accommodate that, right? Without going beyond your means, but how can we accommodate that so that they do feel loved? So I definitely encourage you to go over there and to look at that list, save it, okay? Not just for the algorithm, but for yourself so you can refer to it later. And so your friends can never question how much you support them, especially on their big day, okay? So as you go through that, you know that you can message me anytime on Instagram at Danielle Byer Jackson, or you can visit the website 24-7 at betterfemalefriendships.com. Now, this is our last episode for the season, and I am so excited to step away and have a soft girl summer. We'll be back in September with three big surprises, and I am dying to show you what they are. One of the surprises, though, is something you're going to want to see instead of just listen to. So to be the first to see it, I need you to make sure that you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. Just search my name, Danielle Byard Jackson. That's B-A-Y-A-R-D, Jackson, so that when it pops up in September on our channel, you'll be like, oh my God, she told me this was coming. Okay, so go find us on YouTube so you can see the surprise in September. It's going to be a good time. And if you're wondering how you're going to get your friend forward fix over the next two months, I share good stuff with y'all every Friday morning like clockwork in your inbox, including conversation starters, new friendship research that I think you'll like as much as I do, and even book and podcast recommendations. Thousands of you are already signed up, but if you haven't yet joined our newsletter, please click the link in the show notes to join us. And finally, if you've been listening to the podcast for three and a half years and have never left a review, that would be great. Go ahead to the review section, give us five stars, and tell us how the Friend Forward podcast has been helpful to you. We love to hear your stories and celebrate your wins with you, so let me know. Until then, you know that I'll be right here rooting for you always on your ongoing journey toward better, female friendships. Until next time.